Hey, welcome to another exciting episode of the Ash Cash Show with Ash Cash and Tashima Jones. Uh, today, we are discussing my new book. I uh, just released a Jay-Z-inspired book called The Wake Up Call, Financial Lessons Learned from 444, and we discussed this book. Uh, but not just the book, but also so, some of the inspiration or the inspiration that made me feel compelled to write this book. So we'll discuss why financial freedom is our only hope. Let's do it. WHCR 90.3 FM, New York. I ain't talking about rich. I'm talking about wealth, wealth, wealth. Money ain't a thing. Money ain't a thing. Money in the bank. Money in the bank. We can talk, but money talk. So talk money. Ash cash show. 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 Ash cash 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 show. You are now tuned in to the Ash Cash Show, your number one source for financial motivation. Get your mind and your money right. Happy Friday, my destined, determined, blessed, and highly favored. Welcome to the best day of the rest of your life. Today's Daily Word is dedicated to being who you want to be right now. Many of us, while setting our goals, set them with this futuristic person in mind. We tell ourselves that when we accomplish this task, we will become XYZ person. We envision the feeling of becoming that person and excite over the notion that our dreams will finally come to fruition. While having vision is great, what we must understand is that success that you are seeking is already yours. The person you want to be, the person you are working towards already exists. Success will never really be yours until you come to grips with the fact that you are you already. We are born winners, born capable of doing anything we want to do. If we think we can't, then we can't. If we think we will, then we will. Anything that is accomplished in life is never by accident. It is all based on our belief system and the thoughts that we put out. So if you want to be a success, know that you are successful already and begin to walk, talk, and act successful. If you want to live abundantly, begin to walk, talk, and act abundant. The size of your wallet or your worldly possessions does not dictate who you are. As Dr. Suits once eloquently said, today you are you. That is true. There is no one alive who is youer than you. And who are you? You are great, successful, and capable of doing anything you put your mind to. I'll leave you with a couple of quotes in the first ones by Robert Collier. And it says, see the things you want as already yours. Think of them as yours, as belonging to you, as already in your possession. Next quote by Richard Bach. And it says, don't believe what your eyes are telling you. All they show is limitation. Look what you're understanding. Find out what you already know and you'll see the way to fly. 
And last but not least, by Wayne Dyer, and it says, everything you need, you already have. You are complete right now. You are a whole, total person, not an apprentice person on the way to a uh, someplace else. And I'll give you, uh, I want to, I chopped that one up, so I'll give you a bonus. And this is by Richard Bach, and it says, to bring anything into your life, imagine that it's already there. And speaking of being already there, we have the four foot eleven Mark and the Maven in the building, Mr. Shima Jones. Hello. Yes, I am here as always. And not I as always. always. You wasn't here last week. <laughs> I wasn't. We're. I was Fast cel- out to Just yeah. Ice. You said. I, you know I, I mean? I gave, I gave you a shout out and all. I gave, Just Ice gave a shout out and all that. You did. But D West ain't coming. Fast out to D West. Yes. Congratulations, D West. We're very, yo, very proud. Yo, my of man D West graduated. He is uh, officially a bachelor. Both ways. <laughs> he officially graduated uh, college uh, with a bachelor's degree in psychology. Um, so that's, that is a wonderful thing, man. So welcome, D-West. Thank you. I appreciate it. You know what I mean? Yes. Welcome to the, to the you know, bachelor society. Yeah, so for brand, brand new, brand new, brand new, brand new, brand new. The type of brand that you are building. Are you, bu- are you building a, tr- a brand that's just a trend? Or are you building a legacy brand? Um, oftentimes people, you know, get it misconstrued as to the type of brand that they're building. So sometimes you're putting in way too much work for something that's just a trend. And other times you're not putting in enough work for something that is a legacy. So in building your empires and in building your brands, think about the longevity of your brand. And it's okay to have a short term brand. A lot of people invest money into certain things, invest time into certain things that they you know, a year, two years, three years later, they just go and sell it, you know. And then there's other people who um, who focus on building a brand that lasts uh, the test of time. So when you're in the, the building process and when you're in the, 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 the work of it all, think about the type of brand that you want to build because that will determine the steps that you take moving forward um, and how you communicate with people and how you interact with people and the products that you build and the quality of the things that you put out there. If it's a legacy brand, which I recommend that we all build um, a legacy brand because that not only can feed you when you think about money, it can feed generations to come. Um, and then you got to think about what you're putting out there in the earth. You know, eventually you will transition and what you leave behind is super important. And I don't think we take that um, to heart as often as we should, especially with social media. We get out there, we do some, you know, crazy things and and then it comes back to haunt us um, in the long run. So think about the brand that you are building, not only in in the work of it. But just the longevity of it. Is it just a trend or is it something that you want to last for a very long time? Man, I, I, I absolutely love that message because um, it's truly about having an infinite life. Like we don't know, you know, uh, we didn't have a choice of when we, we came in the world and we don't know uh, when it's going to be our time to be up. Uh, but while you are occupying, right, that dash, right, they always say that dash is what matters. And so I, while you're occupying this this space, uh, you want to make sure that, that you're creating something that will outlive you. 
you know, because at the end of the day, it's it's all good, right? We want to enjoy our lives. We want to have the best possible life that, that, that life that we can have. Uh, but but again, like you mentioned, it's it's about a legacy. It's about you know that dash. Like, what are you doing between the time you were here to the time you are no longer here in the physical? What are you building? And you know, at the end of the day, you know, we've spoken to many people who have a lot of success, um, and it's and it's it has to be bigger than the money. Even the people who are successful, the people who have a lot of money, they tell you like it's not, it, it got to be bigger than the money. It got to be bigger than than you. Um, and that's what lasts, you know, that's what that, that's what allows people to, you know, have longevity in the world. And I find that even when it's all about the money to you, the image that you're putting out there to other people is what's going to last. Maya Angelou said, you know, you don't know what your legacy is going to be because you're going to touch people in different ways. So it's important for you to be aware of your brand image and, and the energy that you're putting out. Not to say that you can't be yourself, but just understand that who you are and who you're showing yourself to be to the world is going to weigh on somebody's conscience. It's going to influence somebody in a certain way. And you just have to be okay um, with what it is that you're putting out there. Um, so yeah, just being mindful of that. I don't, I don't think that we realize in the moment that we are making history. Like literally we're making history on this very day. I'm looking at the wake up call, financial inspiration, learn from 444. That is history. (laughs) That is history. And we have to really be able to not only live in the moment, but understand that this moment is going to be a memory. Mm. Um, and, and. You see a lot of things that's going on um, in social media with the commercials and the advertising that certain companies and corporations are putting out there. They're leaving marks. They're making impressions on people. So it is real. You yeah. know, it is real. Um, and what you're creating, whether it's music, fashion, film, entertainment, literature, you are definitely building a brand, whether you like it or not. So just think about what type of brand you want to want to create. No, absolutely. I, I agree a thousand percent. And you and fast out for the plug, man. The wake up call, <laughs> financial inspiration, learn yes. from four four four. I am so excited. I mean, if we can, I want to talk about the book a little bit. Of um, but we're gonna take a we're gonna take a quick break. Uh, we're gonna take a quick music break. Um, but we'll be back. You are now tuned in to the Ash Cash Show, your number one source for financial motivation. Get your mind and your money right. Let it all work out. Let it all work out. It's D West. This for the single mothers that be holding it down. You're like a diamond in the rough. You should be holding the crown. No more stressing. Mama, I am your blessing. Only true hip-hop fans will ever get the message. That was D West in the building. Let it all work out on the Ash Cash Show. With Ash Cash, Mr. Shima Jones, every Friday, 7 p.m., WATR 90.3 FM, New York. And then find us on wherever you consume your i uh, oh, I'm say iTunes, wherever you consume your podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify. Missing something. I don't know, I but we are radio. back. iHeartRadio <laughs> and all that good stuff. Yes. So we're back, the Ash Cash Show, WHCR 90.3 FM, New York, the voice of Harlem. And we are actually um, excited to speak about a new uh, work from man. the man himself, Mr. Ash Cash. Man, love it. Love it. Um, I'm excited. Let me, t- let, me, let, me t- let me tell you a couple of things, right? So I'm going I'm to I'm spill the beans. Uh, I'm be truthful. I'm going to live my truth, right? And so um, Jay-Z's album, 444, 
And you were supposed to ask me the question, but I I'm, was, but I'm just like. But no, no, I'm. But, just but go I, ahead. But I just freestyle. felt, you know, because as I'm <laughs> as I'm as I'm talking, I'm like, uh, you know, you, you were ask me the question, but I, but I'm jumping ahead. But Jay Z's album four 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 came out June thirtieth, two thousand seventeen, and uh, you know I'm subscribed to this title. So as soon as it came out, I'm, I'm one of those guys that waited till midnight to actually listen to the album. I'm a I'm a anybody who knows me. Knows that I'm like the biggest Jay Z fan ever. Like anything, I like, I like, I could probably recite every Jay Z song word for word. Like I wrote it. Um, if I ever have any big anything like uh, big presentation, anything, I'm listening to Jay Z all, all day. Um, if, if he's we, working on something if, on his computer, he's yeah. listening to Jay Z instrumentals. Instrumentals <laughs> as I work. Um, if we're having a conversation, I, I could I could literally have a conversation bar for bar with you <laughs> using Jay Z quotes. And so I, you know, and I I literally say you know Jay Z raised me right because. Uh, I was about 15 years old when he first came out, and I, you know, I'm from Harlem, was really intrigued by the drug life, was around the drug life, and that's what he was talking, so it kind of was one of those things where I was like, oh, dope, you know, I, I kind of got that space, but then as he matured, as he got older, I was like, oh, okay, and so it just kind of worked out that way. When I listened to 444, I got so excited because there are so many tracks on the album, a majority of the tracks, that talk about financial principles that we talk about on the show every single day that I've dedicated my life to helping people with. So when I heard it, I thought it was it was it was exciting because knowing Jay's track record, when he first came out, he had people who never even had cars clown other people if they had a 4.0 Range Rover, right? What's the difference between a 4.0, 4.6? Then you know, uh, jerseys, when he's like, yo, we're not wearing jerseys no more, we're wearing button-ups. Everybody started wearing button-ups. Where, you know, Cristal, nobody cared about any Cristal. He started talking about it. You go to the club, that's all people want to do. Platinum, nobody even, people people were clowning it because they thought it was white gold. Nobody even wore, it was it was gold. Jay flipped the game around, was like, nah, platinum. And that's how everybody started wearing platinum. And I could give you trend behind trend behind trend that he's responsible for. And so I got excited because I said, man, if he could do all of this other stuff, now he's speaking my language. Now he's telling people about, like, they, they, he talking about credit. He talk about generational wealth. He talk about, you know, owning your, your, your property. He talking about, you know, taking real chances, business, all this stuff. I'm like, man, it's exciting. And so I said, the only thing, not even a critique, the only thing is that he gave us the layup, right? Like he the alley oop, mm-hmm. right? He threw the ball up, but but who's gonna who's gonna who's gonna slam dunk it? Who's gonna score the basket? And so I said, I could do it. I could take the 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 alley oop, which is the information that he's telling you. He's telling you what. He's not telling you how though. Mm-hmm. Right? He's telling you what? Generation of wealth, that's the key. He's telling you credit. That's how they did it. He's telling you, you know, take more chances and advances. Like he's telling you all these Definitely. what's, mm-hmm. but what's the how? Okay. And I have a question about the title itself. What's the inspiration behind the title? Specifically, not the the um subtitle, yep. but the wake up call. Why what what's the inspiration behind that? Man, I think because there were so many things. All right, so so I think first of all. If we don't realize the resurgence of racism, it's just here, right? Um, you know, number 45 has a lot to do with that. Uh, the rhetoric and what he's, what he's just doing with the, with the most powerful position in the, in the world, um, it's a shame what he's doing with it. But either way, 
sometimes dirt has to rise to the top to, to get out, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's been a resurgence of racism. And with that resurgence, this is a wake-up call for us. Because for a long time, and I talk about this in a book, and this may be controversial, right? A lot of people talk about segregation and talk about integration, and they, they've always fought for that, right? In the civil rights era, we were fighting for integration. We wanted to integrate mm. with the world. Um, and what we didn't realize what we were doing was that we were weakening ourselves. I'm, I'm talking about black, black people. I think black people were weakening themselves, especially economically, Period, because you can't ask to be part of something if you don't have yourself full yet, right? Mary J. Blige said it. How can I love somebody else if I don't love myself enough to know when it's time to let go, right? So she's saying, how is it possible that I can love somebody else if I don't love myself Mm -hmm. first, right? Mm -hmm. And so for us, we're asking for integration where we weren't even made whole, right? We were in, you know, we were enslaved, for, for 200 plus years that after enslavement, there was Jim Crow, there was um, mass incarceration, there were all these things that happened that furthered psychologically. My, my, my man D. West in the building, psych, you know, psychologi- psychological uh, psychology graduate who yeah. actually has a book that's going to come out soon yeah, that talks right. about this concept. Mm-hmm. Was it uh, sl- systematic mental slavery? Right, systematic mental slavery. So look out for that. Mm-hmm. But all of these things that happened, these systematic things that happened that kept us enslaved mentally, even after the, the, the 13th Amendment and the laws sort of said no more. And we were asking to be part of something where we didn't even get, get our whole yet. And I think to add to that, we're asking to be part of something that we were systematically excluded exactly, from. Exactly, exactly. So we didn't even have a space there. Exactly, exactly. To even be a part of Exactly. And so we're so we're, we're fighting, asking for equality of something that was built for someone else, opposed to saying, okay, I'm here, let me just build within mine because we have evidence that when we do that we're fine mm-hmm. right we don't need to we don't and, and 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 please don't get me wrong when i say when i talk about integration integration only works when you are coming as a whole meaning that a marriage doesn't work if husband wife or whoever don't come in there whole. Like, they don't come in there, you're 100%, you're 100% together, we now create a stronger 100%. You can't be 50% and I'm 100 and I'm, no, or vice versa. And that's what we did. We wanted to get married, but we weren't fully whole yet. And, we see this. We see, we see this in the Jewish community. We see it, um, you know, even in the Hispanic community and the Asian community, where they're able to be interdependent, meaning that they come with their whole, and with their whole, they add a piece to the American economy. And so, all I'm saying is that this was a wake up call to show us that we need to be interdependent, meaning that we need our independence first. We need to be strong as a people first. So that way, when we when we get a seat at the table, we're not, we not asking for leftovers. Mm-hmm. We're saying, hey, I want a seat at the table, and this is what I'm bringing to the potluck. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm bringing. I'm not asking. I'm not trying to collect from, the, from, the, from everybody else's dish. Nope. I, I bought my own dish to the potluck. Here. Here's my seat because this is what I'm bringing to the table. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I call it the wake-up call because 
it is it is exactly that. It, it is a wake up call. It is a a way to you know awaken people from what what we were asleep. Right, we were asleep for a long time, and you know we allowed. And 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 I, you know, let me say this again too, or let me say this is we were terrorized though, right? Because when we built our own, there's there's many instances of jealousy and lies that tore it down, right? And so we were terrorized. Think about this. Think about the the mass exodus where we have all these black folks in the south, and because we were being terrorized by these terrorist groups. We had to leave the South and go North. What happens to our homes? What happened to those businesses? Right? We left so much wealth Family. to come North. Mm-hmm. Right? And mm-hmm. so, you know, we we have history of being able to build our own and systematic mental slavery has us thinking that we can't continue to do this. Uh, and, and But now it's the wake-up call because we don't have a choice. Right? We have to. We have to get in a space where we unify because as we unify, that's how we get rid of a lot of the systematic stuff that, that is happening right now uh, is by unifying. And it's not just us unifying. It's, it's, it's us getting ourselves together, our economic selves together, but then unifying with the other communities who also understand the importance of you know self-sufficiency. And now if we all unify and we all bring something to the table, then no... You know, number forty-five and his cohorts don't even stand a chance because mm-hmm. we'll because we'll outnumber them. But it's about unity, and it's it's a good thing that you said that as well because um this idea of integration, um Malcolm X he he um he tackled this idea of integration long ago, and he used this idea of coffee and cream. You mm, know, the yep. more cream that's added to coffee, yep. the less stronger the, the the coffee is. Right. You know, so in order to keep the coffee strong, you know you this idea of integration has to be, you know, removed. Why right. be just like Tasima said as well? We are trying to be included in something that we were excluded from. Absolutely. So, um, and, and that's the thing, is, and, and we fight so hard, though. You know, like we fight. You know, you know, we. And, and again, again, it's, you know, it's back to what you said, right? With the mindset, mental slavery. Because what happens is, uh, we've been conditioned so much to look at the other grass right you know you know his grass is cleaning because he's always raking right and so we we're conditioned to look at the other grass and not even realize that we 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 have natural resources we 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 could if we you know uh took care of our grass on this side we wouldn't have to be worried about the, somebody else's grass and so you know it's really you know it's it's a it's a it's a book about unity but it's a book about you know, understanding, you know, why it's important uh, that we start getting our stuff together, that we can't, you know, continue to uh, rely on others. Because if you rely on someone, you become a beggar. Right. And nobody nobody respects a beggar. Nobody respects, you know, anybody who begs. Nobody respects anybody who who always has a handout. Um, and so if we're in a position where, you know, we could do for ourselves, right? So, you know, the, the numbers get screwed around, you know, skewed around a lot. 1.1 trillion, 1.3 trillion, 1.5. I don't care. Regardless, our spending power is in the trillions. Um and 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 if we were our own country, we'll be one of we'll be the, one of the top 20 because, you know, again, the numbers get thrown around a lot. Some people say 15, some say 9. Top 20 richest countries, richest nations in the world if we had our own country. And so at the end of the day, when you look at the trillions of dollars that we have in our spending power, why can't we use that with within our community and those that are not from our community, but, but who support our community? Why can't we, you know, use that? And that, and that's the, that's the point 
of what this book is going to teach uh, is really how, right? How do you get your credit together? How do you become a homeowner? How do you pass down wealth to the next generation? You know, how do you spiritual stuff really works, right? How do you gain, gain back spirituality? Let's put that back in our lives, right? Because for, you know, if you think about all the things that happened to us as people, we wouldn't have made it without some type of higher power guiding us. And so this spiritual stuff really works. Okay, so we actually have a caller on the line. Caller, are you there? What's your name, and where are you calling from? Uh, my name is Juan, and I live in Harlem. And I agree with a lot of the things that y'all are saying, because we have to stop including everybody in what we're trying to do. Because, like, Dr. King, I like him, but if somebody don't want you to eat dinner with them and break bread, then leave them alone. Absolutely. That's our problem. We invite everybody into our business, and we start thinking from a European perspective. We forgot our power, mm. and we need to return to the past and know who we are. We need to read our scholars' book, because everything that's sacred to us, they steal it and they desecrate it. Mm. And no. we need to know people like Sheikh Antadiop, who hold more PhDs than anybody. Mm. Who could outmaster that? And that man died a long time ago. Mm. And we must move this generation forward. Y'all people on the radio keep talking like this. Mm -hmm. Don't stop. Because it's power in our community and it's money. Because if it wasn't money, these people wouldn't be here. They come in our community and look down on us. But you take our money and take it back to your neighborhood mm -hmm. and your country. Absolutely. We got to stop supporting these people. And when I talk like this, for some of my friends... Oh, you cold-hearted because you're not a Christian. I said, you're not a Christian either. You're a human being. You came from kings and queens. You mm -hmm. didn't have religion. You had a culture. Mm -hmm. Learn your history first and read your books so you can understand where I'm coming from. Thank you no, so much. Thank you so much. much. We appreciate the that call. Was that was deep. And, I, you know, I want to say something, too, because I actually talk about this. Um, and that's why media is important. That's why. And, and I appreciate this platform to be able to speak. Um Dr. King, I had a dream, was 1964, right? King died 1968. Nobody talk about the from I have a dream to 68 because King realized it too, mm -hmm. right? Everybody want to, only, only thing people remember is that Dr. King was about integration. Nah, he re, there's, a, there's a book called Where Do We Go From Here? Mm -hmm. Dr. King wrote it. And he's talking about what we're talking about. Talking about economics. He's talking about economics because he, and he, and there's a speech, I'm going to find it actually, mm -hmm. during a music break. Mm -hmm. There's a speech where he says, you know what? I realized I was, I was, I was, like he says it. I realized I was fighting the wrong fight. Like I realized that, 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 that I was pushing our people towards the wrong thing. And, and, and speaking about that, um, I think too often we get caught up in that argument. Yep. That we 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 are straight away from the color of green because you know the the economic situation. So just going back to the book, um, as far as economics, what levels? Um, what what are the levels that make up economics? Because we, here, you know, on the Ashcast show, we talk about our mind and obviously, you know, systematic the, the way we think. Mm -hmm. Where what direction do we need to go in prior to doing the financial steps? What space do we have to be in mentally to even get to that point oh, of financial freedom? I think I think first and foremost, uh, we have to be in a space of accepting our birthright abundance. 
I think that is important. I think that if people do not realize that you are not put on this earth to struggle, you are not put on this earth to um, to just get by, that this world is abundant um, and that it is your birthright to be abundant. Um, I think that's the first and foremost, because what happens is um, because and you think, of, you know, they, they always talk about like the crab in a barrel mentality. Right. The only reason that crab in a barrel mentality exists is because people believe that there's scarcity. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You think about and and, and I, I got to keep plugging, you know, D West forthcoming book. Right. Systematic mental slavery. Think about back in the day where, you know, the slave master only let a certain amount of people in the house. Everybody else didn't get the luxuries, right? That's why, you know, Jay said, you know, house jigger, you know, was it house jigger? Field. Field jigger, like, Mm -hmm. right? Like, he's talking about all these different types of people because what happens is that there were people who were let in the house, and so now they had to put on the the right face, the right attitude, the right pleasantries or whatever, and so... In that space, that in, in somebody else's house, there's only but so many spots for you. And so if you fast forward to, like, corporate America, it's their house. Then, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, there, and, and there's only a, a certain amount of space reserved for you. So if there's you and another guy who looked like you, that's where the crab and the barrel mentality come from. Because you're like, wait, mm-hmm. he about to take my spot. Mm-hmm. And so if, if we don't realize our God-given right birthright to be abundant then we're gonna we're we're gonna fight each other for things thinking that there's only one spot when there's unlimited spots there's a plethora of spots whatever we want to do in our lives is possible there is so much abundance in this earth there's so much abundance in this world you know african proverb i say this all the time if you want to go fast go alone if you want to go far go together Definitely. It's about going together. And I think that mindset, it starts there. It starts with the mindset that understanding that there's abundance in this world, first and foremost, and then understanding that your brother is your brother, your sister is your sister. And together, if we work together, we will continue to, you know, just amass everything that we want out of life. And, and you know, financially, from a relationship standpoint, just our quality of life is going to be better because we're not, you know, dog is not eating dog. Definitely. And, and what helps me, you know, um, is just to realize, like, I'm not fighting for oxygen. Mm. Like, there's enough oxygen for all of us, mm-hmm. you know, to take a deep breath and exist together and just realizing that you, what's yours is yours. You know, and I think... Even, you know, even in school, we go through the whole competitive nature and people are put against each other. And I don't know if it's just like this human trait that we have or if it's something that is systematic. But what you said is so powerful in that we have to see ourselves first in a space where um, wealth is our birthright and then understand that that same birthright falls upon our brothers and our sisters. So that's super important. I think just to drive that point home of under like your mentality towards wealth um your mentality towards money because money and wealth are two very different things um so just understanding that i think it definitely would get us to this space of getting over you know the inequalities that we face as a people getting to the space where we can we actually believe that wealth is for us and it's not that we're because you know the flip side 
of the crabs in a barrel is, is that guilt that we may experience by succeeding mm. and feeling like, you know, well, why do I deserve this when right. such and such doesn't have this? Um, I was listening to an Erica Badu um, interview and she said the same thing where she would literally have anxiety because she was rolling around in a new Mercedes yep. and the people from her hood were still in the hood. Yeah. But I think, and that's another level, I believe, of of just the mental process that we may go through when it comes to just elevating in our finances um, overall. So, so definitely, oh my gosh, I'm excited. And that, and that's <laughs> a, that you know you you given uh, another great point, Tashima, uh, where you talk about um, you know you know Erica Badu riding around in a Mercedes and you know people hating or whatever the case may be. You know what's better than one billionaire too. Right. Mm-hmm. And Jay mm-hmm. talks about this. Right. Is, um, you know, and no knock. I love Erica Badu. So it's not mm-hmm. even a knock to her. But when we when we talk about um, elevating each other, it shouldn't be you like you shouldn't be riding around in a Mercedes. Mm-hmm. Your friends should be in the Mercedes and you should be hiring your friends to teach them how to, you know, get their own Mercedes. Right. Mm-hmm. And so and, and, and that's the realization that we've come with, because I know, um, you know, coming up. Um, you know, all, you know, again, I grew up in Harlem and, um, you know, was around a lot of like drug dealing. And I know that all of the, the, the major drug dealers, masterminds, they were taken down by their friends, right? Because of jealousy, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of, you know, they didn't feel like they got enough. But if everybody's rich, right? You know, all my friends are millionaire. I'm going to take it there. I swear, right? Mm-hmm. If all of, if all of your friends are rich, you ain't got to worry about that. If we all eating, right? If we all, if we get a check, we all get a check. Mm-hmm. And because we grinding together, we're going to come up together. And if we do that, then I don't got to worry about Tashima. I ain't got to worry about D-West because I'm not I'm not taking a lion's share. I'm not taking, you know, a hundred thousand dollars and giving a thousand a thousand. Mm-hmm. Nah, let's right, we working. We grinding together. So when we get a hundred thousand dollar check, we bust it down. Mm-hmm. Right. So I don't have to worry about her. I don't want have to worry about him because it, it's 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 about elevating together, Definitely. not being above you know, you know, and, and, and again, at the end of the day, I'm not saying nobody. No, you got to work. Right. You're going to have to work. If you're not on the same level, then that's not really your friend. If your friend, you know what they say, if you're all in the boat and everybody's rowing and the other dudes poking holes, then he needs to get out the get out the boat. He's mm-hmm. not even really your friend. So I'm not saying just because somebody's around you that they, you know, and, and that's another point, too. Just because somebody is the same color, same ethnicity, that don't mean that they they your brother or your yeah. sister, right? Yeah. So you have mm-hmm. to use discernment as well to figure out who's for the cause, who's not for the cause. But at the same time, you know, when when someone is, is vibing on that same wavelength, y'all got to move together. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So what are some of, and I don't know if you can give away a few secrets. I don't know if you want to go over, like, the topics or, um, but I definitely want you to share like some of the things that you want readers to actually walk away. Man, I'm a, um, I'm a, so, with. so I'm gonna tell you real quick, right? Um, the book is broken down into 10 chapters. The introduction, financial freedom is our only hope. Just really talking about why it, it is important that financial freedom is our only hope. Chapter one, forget living rich and dying broke, right? So it talks about, you know, why it's important to pay ourselves first. Why it's important to, you know, not only re- live rich, we can't die broke, right? And so we talk about that. Then we go to chapter two, we forfeit the V12 engine, where Jay's talking about all the cars that he bought, but he could have put those that money into a, uh, you know, appreciating asset 
and could have made more money. Dumbo. Dumbo, right? <laughs> and so we talk about that. Chapter three, credit. That's how they did it. And we introduce, you know, the Jewish people. And that's, an, that's important because I talk about some of the things the Jewish people had to go through here in this country. But they learned sticking together, doing things together. They were able to elevate and control industries. And so we talk about that, but we also talk about credit. We talk about the importance of credit and how we can leverage credit. Chapter four, merrily, merrily eating off those streams. And so it's a, it's a clever play. Jay's talking about, you know, streams with title, but also multiple streams, merrily, merrily eating off those streams. And so we got to understand that if we're only relying on our job, if we're only relying on our side hustle, if we're only relying on our business, whatever we're relying on, we need multiple streams of income. Then we go to chapter five, where I tell you, please don't die over that neighborhood that your mama written. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Take your money and buy the neighborhood. That's how you rinse it. And so we talk about the importance of home ownership, right? When you, when you look at the wealth gap within corporate within within America, the reason why the wealth gap is so wide is because of home ownership. Mm-hmm. If you remove the home equity of everybody in the country, the the wealth gap wouldn't be so wide. So we we talk about the importance of that. Then we go to chapter six where we talk about take real chances over advances. And he talks about how people are taking advances with uh, record labels and allowing people to, uh, you know, rake, rake in dough, right, based on their talent. But he's saying, nah, you got to take more chances. Y'all still taking advances? Nah, right? And so we talk about the importance of, of being an entrepreneur, the importance of owning your own and starting your own business. Uh, then we go to chapter seven, which is my favorite. The spiritual stuff really works. And so we, de- we, we, we dive in a little bit into spirituality and some of the things, some of the practices, some of the things that you could do to get your spirituality together. And then, and then chapter eight is important as well, right? Because Emery passed you ninjas and he did a bid. And we talk about his friend Emery Jones, who uh, a loyal guy who got caught up in the streets, uh, did a lot of years in jail, came home, and now... He's killing it out here in the fashion world. But why? In a good way. In a good way, right? <laughs> and so why? Why is he doing that? Because we talk about perseverance. We talk about a loss not being a loss. It's a lesson. And if you get a, 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 a step back, right, if, if, you're, if you're going full steam ahead, we know how the world is right now. You go full steam ahead and something knocks you down. You can't stop. You got to keep going. So we talk about that. Then chapter nine. My favorite, cooperative economics, was better than one billionaire, too. Mm-hmm. And so we talk about how do we how do we create cooperative economics? It's not just buy black, bank black, because, because people use that narrative. Cooperative economics, buy black, bank black. Nope, it's more than that. And so I, so I break down, I believe, 15 steps to create real cooperative economics. And then lastly, generational wealth. That's the key. We talk about wills. And this is all of it is my favorite, but 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 in this particular chapter, I talk about your your your, your uncle Uncle Prince, right? Mm-hmm. Where Prince died without a will, and I break down that whole story because Jay has a song where he talks about it, right? I sat down with Prince eye to eye. He told me his wishes before he died, right? But after he died, all his wishes got got dismantled because he didn't have a will. He didn't write it down. And so I talk about this. I talk about the story. I talk about how, you know, you think, yo, the guy had a slave on his face. You Mm. think he wanted the masters with his masters? Mm. I talk about that. I talk about how it even happened. But then I also give steps on, I don't care if you have $100. I don't care if you have $1,000. I don't care if you have $100,000. I don't care if you have $100 million. If you 
are living and you make money and you have assets, you need to protect those assets. So I talk about insurance. I talk about wills. I talk about trust. Because that's how you pass down wealth from generation to generation. Because generational wealth, that's the key. Can I drop the mic? Drop yeah, it. that's deep. And I, <laughs> I think, um, you know, chapter five is the most important. Um, I think oftentimes, you know, as minorities, we often fight over things that's not ours. Man. You know, so I feel like if we redirect that energy and fight for, you know, visions, um, you know, plans that, that's, that's going to benefit us in the long run, then then we'll start to see that generational wealth. We'll start to see, you know, good credit. We'll start to see all of these things that Jay talked about if we fight for what we believe in. No, I, I Definitely. agree. I agree. And so I'm excited about the book. You're obviously excited. We're right. all excited. The pre-sales are, you know, the pre-sales Man, oh, so let me tell y'all. So that, that was, the, I, I, I was supposed to live my <laughs> truth. So let me tell you, I didn't live my truth. So let me tell you. So I had this idea for the book. Was like, yo, I'm going to put out this book. Uh, I want to say I had this idea for a while, started writing, was in my promotion mode. And so I was like, yo, I should get I should do a commercial for the book. And so I was like, yo, I'm going to do a commercial. I'm going to hire somebody, an actor to do a commercial or whatever. Uh, and so as I'm working on the commercial, I had a friend of mine print me out a bunch of copies of the book, but it wasn't ready yet. Like it was just blank pages inside. And so he, he sent me a picture of it. Uh, I went, I gave the books to the, to, the, to the actors, so the commercial's coming out soon. But then I was like, ah, let me just post this on, on, on Instagram. So I posted on Instagram and I said, first draft coming soon, which wasn't those first draft because it was empty. But I just, you know, it was a dope caption. Oh, my God. So many people went and purchased the book. I, this is my sixth book. And I have more pre-sales on this book than I've ever had ever with my five books combined, I'm talking about pre-sales, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and my five books combined, and I said, man, you can't fake the funk. You can't fake the jack. And that's what I did. I, like, I made it seem like, the, and I didn't, honestly, I didn't expect people to buy it. I just was like, yo, I'm letting y'all know it's coming. But people were so eager. So I'm excited. I, I, I would, I, I would, I'm excited to see what this book does. Um, I'm ready, man. I'm ready to hit the streets. Like I haven't, my first book came out in 2009. Uh, and that was the, that was the first and only time I did the whole, uh, you know, you know, books in the, in the car, state to state. Like I did that with, with my right money, right. That's why I did well. Uh, the other books I got, you know what I mean? I got a little bit of popularity, got lazy mm-hmm. and only, you know, only real, uh, only focused on online sales. Um, uh, but this, this time I'm I'm sorry, but this time around, yo, I'm 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 hitting the trunks like I like I like I already got uh you know uh, uh what do you call these things uh book fairs signed lined up uh, I'm 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 gonna live in D- yo yo last time my right money right the DMV area show me mad love nice I'm talking about DC Maryland Virginia mm-hmm. yo show me mad love I'm I'm, I'm living down there this time um and so I'm ready and so I'm excited like awesome. this is I feel like yo I feel like this is like a like rebirth your first, yeah your first yeah <laughs> I feel like so like before we go what is the one thing that you want your readers to take away from the book and where does everybody find it? Man, I think I think the one thing I want people to take away from the book um, is that united we stand, divided we fall. Period. United we stand. That you can't go far if you're if you're not together. Uh, but that means economically. That means that um, you have to stay together and work towards owning your own. Until you own your own, you can't be free. And so I'm not. We no longer should be fighting and arguing and trying to, to keep somebody else's job because 
and I'll, let me give you a, a statistic that's in the book as well, real quick. Do you know the largest employer of black people? The government. You know the second largest employer of black people? Black people, right? And so think about who's in the administration. If there's cutbacks on government workers, I'm talking about I'm talking about federal, state, city. If there's if there's cutbacks, black folks are going to hurt the most. And so who is the second employer, largest employer of black people? It's black owned businesses. And so if we support black owned businesses with our dollars, we allow black owned businesses to thrive more and could hire more people and and, and could potentially, you know, create jobs. And so this is not just a, a nice thing to do. This is vital to our economic survival in this place, in this land that we call America. This is vital to our survival that we support. So I, so united we stand, divided we fall. Awesome. And where can everybody get a copy? Uh, if you go to Amazon.com. On, in the search, just put Ash Cash. It's the first thing that pops up. Um, you could go to my website, imashcash.com. But the easiest way, go to Amazon.com, type in Ash Cash. It's going to be the first thing that pops up. And, um, you know, if you go there right now, it might, it, depending on when you listen to, the, to it, it might say out of stock, temporarily out of stock. Still purchase because I had to ship some to Amazon because of my, you know, because of my thing, but still purchase it uh, because once they, they're not going to charge you, you know, or, or I, I mean, don't purchase it. Check it out. Right. Just check it out. Don't purchase it. Just go to the website. Check it out. But uh, they, you know, they, they, they will have it in stock. They will, um, you know, tell you about, you know, when it comes back on stock. So go, go there. Check it out. Uh, I'm working on the audio version. So that should be out soon. And I'm just excited. Just excited. Awesome. Okay. All right. So, where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? <laughs> Martin Luther King. Check that out, too, because that is an awesome book, and that's going to tell you about, you know, about, uh, you know, what Martin Luther King, his realization afterwards. Definitely. And I want to give a quick shout-out before we wrap to everybody on social media. Yes. Um, Kiss Ravlin. He's talking Fast about cryptocurrency, Lavaro Jones, Greg. Um, so many other people, and of course, to um, Juice Cannon, he shared My his man Juice. goals Fresh out the juice. with us for 2018, as well as D West. So thank you guys for tuning in and for for listening, as always. All right, cool. So um, I'm clear why I'm here. How about you? How about you, Miss Mister D West? Um, talk to the people, man. Where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Dennis West on Instagram D dot W E S T one five one. As well as Twitter, I'm there. Awesome. Miss Tashima Jones. You can find me at TashimaJones.com. All of my social media and contact information can be found there. And me, I am Ash Cash. Make sure you visit me, IamAshCash.com. Become my friend on Facebook, Facebook.com slash IamAshCash. Follow me on Twitter, Twitter.com slash IamAshCash. And I'm on Instagram too, Instagram.com slash IamAshCash. Till next week, same time. Same place. Peace. You are now tuned in to the Ash Cash Show. Your number one source for financial motivation. Get your mind and your money right.